You're listening to Rethinking Sustainability. Thoughts, ideas, inspirations for a livable future. Welcome to the first episode of Rethinking Sustainability. My name is Rod Taylor and in this series we'll be digging into the many facets of the thing we call sustainability. It's a huge field so there's plenty to talk about. And I'll be inviting people to contribute pieces on sustainability. I have a broad view of what topics that might be. So if you or someone you know has something to share that advances our understanding of sustainability, please get in touch. Now the first question you might ask is the sustainability of what? Typically when we hear about sustainability, people are referring to a sustainable environment. But our scope here is much broader. This is sustainability of the human enterprise. This is the theme that Mark Diesendorf and I cover in our book, The Path to a Sustainable Civilization. We might debate whether there's a single thing called civilization, but really what we're talking about is whether we humans have a viable future on this planet. Now, that's a stark way to put it. But there's no doubt in my mind and the many well-informed people that I talk to that the future of humanity in anything like its current form is precarious. And we're living in an extremely dangerous moment in history. And civilizations have come and gone, but now the human presence on the planet is so profound and so deeply interconnected that the impact is no longer local. I want to call this for what it is. Business as usual will lead to collapse. So you could say this is a very negative way to put it. Am I a doomist? Well, it's not a good message, but think about it this way. If you were to go to the doctor, would you prefer that they didn't tell you about a cancer diagnosis because it might upset you? No. You'd want them to tell you because then you can deal with it. And I come across people who say we have to give people hope. Well, Okay, yes, the worst thing would be for us to give up and despair because it's too difficult. That is a tricky one because the worst possible thing is that we would stop trying. That will definitely fail. We'll come back to this in future episodes, but for now I would say determination in the face of adversity is more important than any simplistic notions of hope. The next question is, why are we calling this rethinking sustainability? The answer is that so much of what we hear is shallow, superficial. It touches on the surface without solving the fundamental problem. And a fundamental problem requires a fundamental solution. And anything less won't be enough. Along with that are the myths, the comforting stories, the half-truths and outright lies designed to lull us into thinking that with a few tweaks that everything will be just fine. Well, everything is not fine. We'll dig further into these myths in future episodes, but the first one is a biggie, and the word sustainability. It's so grossly abused, it's almost entirely lost its meaning. Sustainability literally means a thing that cannot continue, and unsustainable means consuming more than can be replaced. In this series, sustainability is about the three major spheres of civilization, or the human enterprise if you prefer. These fears are the natural world, society and the economy. And you'll notice I put economy last. That's deliberate. 
The economy is a product of a healthy environment and a healthy society. I'm inverting the relationship that you often hear. I'm inverting Bill Clinton's campaign slogan that said, It's the economy, stupid. Now slap eco or green in front of a thing and it magically becomes sustainable. Green growth? Or as I heard a government minister saying last week, our future is the weightless economy. And he was telling us that the services sector and technology means we can keep growing pretty much forever. He told us that happiness grows with GDP per capita pretty much forever. He swallowed not just one but an entire bottle of the decoupling myth pills. But there's very poor evidence that economic growth can be decoupled from its environmental impacts. He believes in what I call the barista economy, that our future is pouring coffee and beer and people working in finance. But where does that beer and coffee come from? And what will those workers spend their money on? Flat screen, TVs, electronics and overseas holidays. All we've achieved is to divest Australia of its manufacturing. We've shipped resource-intensive industries to other countries where we buy those products back again. And the net result is anything but weightless. Or maybe we can move online where everything is in the so-called cloud. That might be invisible, but that is not weightless. Cloud computing consumes prodigious amounts of energy with predictions that by 2025 the technology sector could consume 20% of the world's total electricity. And already it counts for 6 to 10% and that equates to about 4% of greenhouse gas emissions. The energy for all this growth has to come from somewhere and in 2009 80% of global energy consumption was from dirty fossil fuels. Ten years later, can you guess what that was? 80%. That's right. In 2019, global energy consumption from fossil fuels was still 80%. It was depressing to hear the green growth myth from a senior member of the government. I've met him a couple of times and regard him as one of the better, more thoughtful politicians who really does care about those less well-off in our community. And yet his government has cranked up net migration to Australia to insane record levels. If you want to harm the disadvantaged with a cost of living and health and education and other services that can't keep up, pumping immigration is the way to do it. We must slow and ultimately stop population growth. The theme of population growth is something we'll come back to in this series and there's no doubt it is central to our problem. And in this series, we want to challenge the philosophy that reduces our lives to be consumers and units of productions, that a goal is economic growth, GDP and material things. But what really gives your life meaning? Do you get up in the morning thinking about what you're going to buy today? Or do you think about your beautiful children or how you're going to achieve something at work or talking to someone who can help you with some problem or other? Do you treasure listening to music time spent with people you love, walking in the garden, or is it that expensive thing you just bought? So welcome to Rethinking Sustainability. Plenty more to think about. Catch you later. You've been listening to Rethinking Sustainability, and if you'd like to contribute to this series, get in touch with me, Rod, at taylorm2000 at zoho.com.